Welcome to the Ben and Walker Movie Show. I am your co-host, Ben Davis, and of course I'm joined by my other co-host, Walker Holt, and we're excited to have a conversation with you about one of our favorite things in the world, movies. Uh, if this is your first time being here with us, uh, welcome. Um, we're glad to have you, and if this is, you know, again, obviously if this is your first time here, smash that subscribe button so you can stay up to date with all the latest content we have for you guys uh it's 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 spooky season so we might have a couple of deep dives waiting for you uh and please leave a like for us uh it helps us out a great deal especially with the algorithm and, and it helps uh you know bring more people and more eyes to this show and that that would uh do us a great deal of service uh this is again our weekly or again semi-weekly show this month where we break down movie news that interests us. We talk about some of the recent trailers we've seen and things we, we've been, been watching. And occasionally uh, we do some some fun games at the end. But now that I got that down and out of the way, Walker, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm good. I'm good. It's a chilly Sunday morning in North Carolina, finally. I uh, got a lot of football going on. I um, I forgot again to set my lineup. I'm I'm just out. I'm just done with it. I'm not gonna. I'm You're just done. You're one of those people. You just. I, I I can't handle it. I you know I used to be so into it, and I was into baseball too. And then baseball just became became way too much work. And then I just yeah, that's a long season. Time. Yeah, and it's every day too. You have to change the lineup. It's not just like you know. I know you you know look at it Thursday and then again on Sunday whatever. But it it's every single day you have to put a starting lineup in. So that's that's tough. A lot of pitching yeah, issues, that- but. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I haven't even checked it. I know I'm losing. I, I I think I'm just done for the season. I started Justin Fields and DJ Moore, and they got me combined together around 81 points. So very happy about that. Oh, good. I have Justin pretty Fields, much, so maybe that went well. <laughs> pretty much won me my week, hopefully. Um, but I, I was just checking the scores of the game. Apparently Chandler Zavala of the Carolina Panthers went down with an apparent neck injury. Uh, he gave the thumbs up to the crowd, so he's – you know, at least able to move his arm. So that that's good. Um, but you hate to hear that. Um, thoughts and prayers go out to Chandler Savala. I am a massive Carolina Panthers fan. Um, we are not having a great season. I feel like that meme where everything's on fire and I'm the dog sitting there saying, everything's fine. It's going to be <laughs> fine. Um, look, I still believe in Bryce Young. Um, I just hope that we can surround him with a team that is good and, Stop calling screen passes and believe in him to make those. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's scary. It's, I, uh, it's annoying. For those of you wondering about my golf game, I know that's um, a big question. People are on the edge of their seat for uh, have not continued <laughs> since the last time. Uh, I am going to go back. I'm playing next week at, at the place I got married, which is exciting. It's going to be kind of special for me. Ooh, nice. Um, but I haven't played since, and I'm just kind of taking a step back. I'm trying to catch up with my life. I got too addicted to it. it, it every waking moment was thinking about golf, so I got to take a moment to uh, <laughs> to uh, catch up on some chores around the house. So we're still in storage unit mode. We actually closed it up last night, finally. Oh, nice. And, uh, canceled it, but now our living room's packed to the ceiling full of stuff, so now we're on to that. <laughs> um, step two. Uh, yeah. But we. Uh, yeah. it's been a good weekend. It's been productive. It's been uh, good weather. Good, fun. good. Yeah, watch it's some good content. Watch some not so good content. Yeah, same, same, <laughs> same. Let me tell you. Um, 
but yeah, I uh, had a pretty good week. Weather's been really good. Fall is here with us. I'm I'm very excited about that. I love fall in in Missouri because it's very gorgeous and it it feels like fall. Um, and the leaves are, are really pretty. I, I I like it a lot, and it really adds to the uh, spooky season atmosphere that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, so really cool. But let's get into some news, Walker. Um. News this week is kind of slow. There wasn't a, a whole heck of a lot. Um, but first thing we got here is John Wick director Chad Stahelski says he has three ideas for five through nine. And this is coming to us from comingsoon.net. Uh, speaking with Inverse, Stahelski was asked where John Wick franchise was headed following the ending of John Wick 4 which saw the titular character played by Keanu Reeves seemingly die after dueling with an assassin named Kane. Um, he said, I have notebooks and notebooks of shit behind me. John Wicks 5, 6, 7, 8, and 9. Skahowski said, We have ideas for days. We just don't have the story locked. And I have no interest in doing a cash grab of bringing John Wick back for something. Is he a character I like? Of course. And if I did a couple of John Wick movies, great. Keanu would or Keanu would do one again and a second if he had a good story. We leave that open ended. I know that the studio would love to uh, love to uh, have us, or excuse me, love us to say we have one more. Um, what are your thoughts on, on this? Would you do you want to see more John Wick? <laughs> I mean, I'm. I'll t- my thoughts are 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 conflicted. Um, I'm similar. I John, I love John Wick. I think it's fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of the cash grab, so I I I mean I respect it. I'd probably do something similar given the opportunity. That being said, um, from a critic and a and a audience member, it's not my favorite. So I I, I do appreciate him saying that and and. and Another thing is they've already made four and a, and a spinoff series, which I'm about to talk about in a second. But the um, four is a lot of movies, and to keep the quality they've kept through all four movies, I mean, I, I think you could ask a hundred people on the street, and you'd get a lot of answers of which one the best is. You get four different answers mm-hmm. from plenty of people. I mean, they, these movies are really good, and they've held up through four, which has already defied the odds. Now we're talking five through five through nine could get a little. That's that's even exponentially more difficult, you know. Not everybody can do it as well as Friday the Thirteenth, <laughs> but the, uh, um, <laughs> I think if anybody could, you know, this this crew could. I, I I would definitely go see it. I I imagine they would do a great job. It looks like they have their head in the right place for it if they wanted to do it. Um, but it it's hard to not make me nervous on a five through. No, we're talking about look, that many. Look, I I agree because like my thing is this I. I love something like Lord of the Rings where you have a beginning, middle and end. Right. And the story's just done. It's done. There, there's something satisfying about being able on a, on a Saturday afternoon, like a rainy Sunday day or something like that, where you can sit down and you can watch the entire series in one sitting and be done. There's something nice about that. And the way that four ended, it ended on a perfect note. Like, yeah, the world thinks he's dead, but he might not be. And it he's the character's at peace. And, you know, 
they did so much with that fourth movie. That fourth movie is a lot of movie and it it's a masterpiece, I think. I think I think it is, but it it's an action movie masterpiece, but like what else can you do? What else can you do? But having said that, I trust the creative team behind this. So if they feel they have a story worth telling, I'm there day one. But if you're going to ask me right now, do I want another one? No, I'm good with the four that we got. It's not because I don't love the franchise. It's because I just, I there's something satisfying about a conclusive ending. Yeah, if I'm going to nitpick, uh, the my my least favorite thing about this, um, that is is probably gives me the biggest doubt in it is when four came out. Was it May? I think it was May, April or May. Or is that March, 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 okay. um, March or April when, when, when four came out, um, it was fantastic. Like you said, it ended on a great note. It was, it felt like a, um, like, Hey, we're not going to leave you any questions at the end of this. Well, like, this is what happened. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to leave yeah. it open-ended for you. And 25 seconds later, they're like, we do have some ideas for five. <laughs> you know, like, and it was like, <laughs> Why did you end the movie like that? Well, well, you could have ended it in a different way. Like you had to. Why did you have to nail the coffin so hard that you might pull it back? You know, it's. I don't know. It's just wild. I mean, I don't know why the universe is so so big. You can clearly they're going to tell another story with uh, Anna de Armas's the ballerina, Mm -hmm. which I think takes place between three and four because John Wick's in it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we're thinking there's this is gonna, things we're going to go back in time explore. here for John Wick. We're thinking no, is- I I think if they do John Wick five, six, seven, eight, nine, it'll be going forward. But I think that it's they're telling a story about the ballerina from the ballerina group of assassins from the third film, yeah. uh, starring and it's going to star Ana de Armas, who's fantastic. Uh, yeah. she's a fantastic actress she's really good in action sequences um i mean Love look at her and, yeah she's like the one of the best parts of the movie i mean i i love that movie but she's one of the best parts of it and the action sequences is pretty awesome that she's in so i i'm looking forward to that but there's plenty of other characters to explore i just say let john wick rest that's what i think yeah and okay did you see the the spinoff show the continental i didn't know it was already out I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet. It's a three part. Yeah, it's a three part uh, miniseries. I know um, Mel Gibson's in it. I had no idea uh, Mel Gibson was in it. They really like undermarketed this thing. Went to Peacock with Mel really Gibson, kind of, and 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 I I just when we were just prepping for the show, I was like, "When's the Continental coming out?" I was like, "Oh, two weeks ago." <laughs> I had no idea. I hadn't heard yeah. one thing about it. It, it. It's come out already. Um, I haven't seen it yet. My plate has been so full with things yeah. to watch. I just. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it. It hasn't gotten great reviews, but I always watch something before I, you know, go off the reviews, you know, judge it for myself before. Um, excuse me for, for uh, judging it. But next story we got on the docket is Chris Rock is set to direct a Martin Luther King movie produced by Steven, uh, Steven Spielberg. Uh, this coming from to us from, from deadline, exclusive universal pictures is gearing up to tell a definitive cinematic biopic 
about the life of Martin Luther King Jr. The studio has appointed the rights uh, or option the rights. Jesus, I can't read options the rights to adapt uh, Jonathan Eggie's critical acclaimed biography, King, A Life. Um, Kershaw is in the final talks to direct, produce, and Steven Spielberg will executive produce. Um, what are your <clears throat> thoughts on this? Um, I love the idea of an MLK biopic. I think that could be a great story to tell. I think it could be really powerful and exciting. I'm surprised there's not more out there on it. Um, Chris Rock have Selma. Yeah. But it's not really a biopic, but yeah, and you've got the um, the the um, Brian Cranston. Um, I think they touch all the way. Um, I think he might be easily Lenny B. Johnson in that. I think I'm not sure, but they they um, yeah. Uh, Chris Rock's a talented guy, and I assume he could be very passionate about this and make this like a real project close to home. I, they they want the Steven Spielberg production credit to get me excited about it, and it's not. That's the issue. It's like if you if you go through the 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 list of movies, the filmography Steven Spielberg's attached to as a producer or an EP, it's a lot. It's not the same as his prestigious directing filmography. It's no. a, there's a lot in there that you do not think of when you think of Steven Spielberg. So that doesn't. It's just a way to like. Yeah, it's like a clickbaity. Like it's like a way to like, oh, Steven Spielberg's attached to it because people don't like really quite understand the the logistics behind like a producer, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. so it doesn't. That makes me nervous. And Chris Rock doesn't have a lot of uh, credits directorially, does he? I mean, he's got um, he's got a couple uh, of films that he's directed. I think I love um, my wife or something. Yep, I think I love my wife, and and a, and a few others. Uh, I mean. Who knows? Maybe he. This is the one. I mean, John Krasinski was a guy who directed one movie that wasn't particularly good, but then you watch uh, A Quiet Place one yeah. and two, and they are phenomenally directed. Maybe this is something that that Chris Rock is very passionate about and puts his whole body and spirit into it, and just makes an incredible movie. I'm definitely interested uh, in a Martin Luther King biopic, a Martin Luther King Jr. biopic. I mean, who who wouldn't be? Right. I I think you know a man lived a very a, a very powerful life, and you could tell a very powerful story about him. So why not? Um, and then you have Steven Spielberg, executive producer. But how much is he involved? Who knows? We'll see. But I mean, I'm interested in it. I'm, I'm certainly I too. I mean, I'll see it and I'll hope it's good. I just, it just doesn't. I'm cautiously optimistic. I, 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 I get it. I do. Um, moving on. Fantastic Four update. Um, this is an article from Collider that, that's giving us an update from uh, director Matt Shankman. Um, if I can pull up the quote here, let's see here. Let's see. Uh, Shankman confirmed uh, the outcome of the SAG after strike pending. The movie would be heading to the legendary Pinewood Studios where the film history has been throughout the decades. Yes, we are definitely going to go in front of cameras next year. 
probably spring it will shoot in. Um, looking at pine wood, he said, it's different in so many ways. I wish I could be specific. I wish I could say more, but we are doing things very different from a story standpoint, from an approach to filmmaking standpoint that really fits the material. I wish I could say more. I would love to, but I can't. I think it's going to be unlike anything you've seen before. I've heard that before. And certainly unlike anything at Marvel that you've seen before. Um, so here's the thing. I'm cautiously optimistic about this movie. I, I'm, 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 I'm not over the moon excited. Like a lot of people are, um, Matt Shankman directed, I believe most of WandaVision. Hmm. And that is a show that I think it, it is very poorly written. Okay. I, I am not, I, I am not a fan of WandaVision. I think it has good ideas, but the execution of those ideas left a lot of lot to be desired to me. I thought it was very uneven. I thought the finale was really bad. Um, and that's not to say that there isn't great things in it. I, I really loved that, you know, what is uh, grief, if not love, persevering line in that moment. Mm-hmm. That was great. Um but I'm a little bit more nervous and I'm also like, we are getting so many like casting rumors at this point that my excitement has gone away from that a little bit. Um, I just want to see who they have and I'm sure we'll find out. I'm pretty soon. I know there's, there's been rumors um, about, you know, Sue storm and who's going to be playing her and Johnny storm. uh, Who's going to be playing him. There's been so many reports about Adam driver playing, or I say reports, there's been so many rumors that Adam right. Driver is, is playing Reed Richards. I've seen Matt Smith as Reed Richards. There's been a lot of back and forth about who's going to play the thing. You know, we really don't know. Um, at this point in the MCU, you know, my excitement is for the known properties. It's for the unknown properties or properties that I didn't necessarily love to begin with. I'm, I'm not as interested in. Um Marvel hasn't really earned the benefit of the doubt recently aside from like guardians three. They've been, they've been pretty hit and miss. Um, granted I haven't, and we'll, we'll get to it later. I haven't seen Loki the first episode, mm-hmm. but I, I'm, I'm just, you know, it, when it comes to fantastic four cautiously optimistic, I'm glad that they're going to start, you know, shooting this thing. We're going to get, get some casting announcements soon. I'm, I'm sure after this sag uh, strike, um, but we'll see. Walker, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, real similar to X Men, not as not as intense as X Men for me. But I, I think I think a lot ways on this, and I think they really need to do it well. And the fact, you know, like you said it perfectly. We've heard this before. As far as doing it differently than you, you know, this is not going to be the Fantastic Four you expect. Or we're doing this a little outside the box from the normal. Marvel. Fine, but very seldomly has that truly been the case. You know, I mean. And I don't know whether you like it or not. I mean, I felt like Werewolf, the the Halloween special last year oh, was, was yeah, I did too. I liked it a lot. Uh, but I thought that was outside the box. That was a little different yeah. than what we're used to, and like it was great. Yeah. Um, you know, this is just a good opportunity for. I mean, I'm not a big Fantastic Four guy. I mean, I like them fine, but I don't know anything about the comics. Uh, I liked the original movies that came out when you know we were young with uh, Chris Evans and. Uh, 
Jessica Alba and Michael Chiklis. Jessica um, Alba. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were, they, I enjoyed those to an extent. The, the, the more recent one was trash. I thought, I thought it was so bad. The 2015 one with Miles Teller. Um, it yeah, felt like it the really movie bad. didn't it, even start well, until an hour. I will say this. Into it. The first half of it, I was enjoying. And then once they got away from that, it became like, it felt like a completely different movie. It felt like a yeah. completely different movie. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm like you, I have a soft spot for those uh, Fantastic Four movies that came out in 2005 and 2007, respectively. But like, I don't, I don't love them. They're not great. Um, there's never it's really just been an a opportunity one. for an ensemble cast. Like if you can get the cast, I mean, people care so much about the cast and people just talk about yeah. it. They've been talking about it for years now with John Krasinski and, and everybody. And they, people they got have been the- throwing names to the wall, just hoping that they stick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, if they can get a good cast, not necessarily who the fans want off the bat, but just if they can just nail the cast and have this ensemble work together, it's just, you just have an opportunity in these ensemble movies to, to create something like more exciting. Now it can cre- create a disaster too. It's high risk, high reward, but these, yeah. these, these group movies and, and, and Marvel's done it well a few times. I mean, I, I'm not a big Eternals guy, um, but they've obviously done it well with the Avengers. And um, I don't know. I, I, I think it could be, I'm excited about it. I hope, I hope it's the next year. I mean, I'm not as big on it as the X-Men because just because of my passion for the characters, I guess. Uh, but I hope they do well. I hope they nail it. I mean, we've we've we'll we'll touch on Loki in a little bit, but for the most part, I've I've mentioned that I'm a little I've cooled off on the MCU, and I'm hoping to you know heat me back up. Yeah, I'm 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 hoping for the same. And look, maybe Fantastic Four will be that movie that does it. Um, like I said, I'm ca- I'm more cautious about this movie because I, I necessarily didn't love WandaVision. Uh, Matt Shankman's previous um, project with 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 Marvel. That said, I think there were really good moments in it, and if he can take the great the 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 stuff he did with those great moments in WandaVision and and apply that to Fantastic Four, then it could be a really good movie. And regardless, I'll be there opening day. I'm a sucker for comic book <laughs> genre. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for 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 all that stuff. So I'll be there opening day. Regardless, and and I hope for the best. Um, yep. Last story we'll, we'll get to here: uh, Frankenstein update. Um, this coming to us from Collider. Um, let's see if I can get it here. The page froze up on me. Here we go. Uh, I'm doing Frankenstein. We're working on it. We start shooting in February. And it's a movie I have been wanting to do for 50 years since I saw the first Frankenstein. I had an uh, epiphany. And it's basically a movie that required a lot of growth and a lot of tools that I couldn't have done 10 years ago. Now I'm I'm brave or crazy enough or something, and we're going to tackle it. It's Oscar Isaac, Andrew Garfield, Christoph Waltz, Mia Goth, and we're working on it. I'm sold on the cast I'm alone. Yeah, you're you're going to have. Uh, yeah. Um, you have Oscar Isaac probably playing Dr. Frankenstein. You have Andrew Garfield. I'm going to assume playing Frankenstein. Christoph uh, Waltz. Mia Goth. Mia Goth is awesome. I, she. Yeah. I think God, she deserved an Oscar nomination for, for Pearl last year. 
Uh, and Christoph Waltz, I just casually mentioned him, two-time Oscar winner, by the way. Yeah, that, that's um, a huge cast. That's awesome. And no yeah, one's better uh, to direct a monster movie. No, he's he's perfect. Um, perfect for it. I yeah, I, I'm I'm pumped just based off the director and the cast alone. I mean, the last monster movie that Guillermo del Toro did won Best Picture, Shape of Water, and that was a yeah. terrific movie. Sure. And uh, have you? I, I I just last year or during COVID watched um, the original Frankenstein for the first time. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, it is good. It holds up pretty well for so far. It I, does. Um, so I'm I'm pretty excited. I, I I think I think this could jumpstart a classic character and uh and and modernize it and 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 give new audiences something to cling on to that doesn't feel like a distant like tall tale that you'd hear in a storybook or something. You know, something that could you could really relate to nowadays. Well, there's something about Guillermo del Toro. He takes these characters and he makes you have empathy for them for monsters and he makes the monsters seem more human than humans themselves in movies and this um, is a good character for that. this is perfect I mean, yeah. the story of frankenstein is is made for that type of thing. did you still like um do you like nightmare alley yeah i really like nightmare alley I, too. I thought it was really good yeah um it, it is a very dark movie let me tell you but it, it it's it's a really good movie. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm looking forward to this. I think it's going to be fantastic. Probably going to be an Oscar contender when it comes out. And maybe Andrew Garfield will will uh, get nominated for an Oscar and win. Third time will be the charm. I thought he should have won for uh, Axel Ridge back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would not. I was pulling for Will Smith to win, but I would not have been unbelievably upset if andrew garfield would have won for uh tick tick boom i love tick tick boom love it it's a good movie it's a really good movie. Uh, i'm a big musical nerd too i, I dig it yeah um, grease is like your favorite movie yeah it's been one yep um so uh we got some uh, new trailers this week Ooh. that we can talk about silent night new christmas movie starring joel kenneman kid cuddy's in it directed by john woo did you see this Oh yeah, and I, I'm pumped. This trailer looks freaking sick. I mean, I'm a big John Woo fan to begin with. Um, you know, what's the last movie he did in America? Was it Paycheck? Ben Affleck movie? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in so long. But I mean, when I think of John Woo, I think of Face Off. Me too. Speaking of Grace, John Travolta, uh, that 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 is what I think about. And that's one of my favorite action movies of all time. Love that freaking movie. Take his face off. Oh, I, I completely yeah. agree. I think it's great. Manhunt was his last movie. Manhunt, The Crossing 2, The Crossing, Reign of Assassins, Red Cliff 2, Red Cliff, Stranglehold, All the Invisible Children. God, he's done nine since the paycheck. <laughs> I've never oh, wow. heard of any of them. I've never heard of any of them. Um, Mission Impossible Two, though, is one that comes to mind as well. That's yeah, a you know guilty dubs. pleasure of mine. John Woo is really big in my guilty pleasure wheelhouse. Um, yes, I mean I you know I, I I go back and forth on Face Off on whether that's a guilty pleasure or just a straight up great movie. Um, that's a straight up great movie, man. Yeah, maybe Mission Impossible Two lives in that world for me. Guilty pleasure, um, probably. 
No, this looks. I mean, I, did you see Violent Night last year with David Harbour? Oh yeah, I loved it. Uh, I, I didn't that. see I it. So I heard great things about it, though. I mean, these new it is Die Hard meets Home Alone. Is it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, you know, it's always fun to get something unusual, and and any even if it's not overly Christmassy, just renditions of Christmas music in like more intense ways to match the tone of the movie is always fun. It's always fun catching a movie in theaters with a Christmas backdrop. I, you know, I'm stoked. Also, I like Joel Kinnaman a lot as an actor. Um, I thought he was, yeah, Rick flag. I thought he was really good in the suicide squad. Uh, and it broke my heart what they did to him in in the suicide squad. Not saying it was a bad move. It was a great story move. It sets up peacemaker, the TV show I really love. Um, but it, I just hate, cause I love that character so much and James Gunn made me care for that character so much. And Joel Kinnaman's performance was really good in that. And I, I like him as an actor, anything I've ever seen him in, he's always jumped, kind of jumped off the screen for me. Um, and, and seeing him in what looks like to be like a really kick-ass revenge movie mm-hmm. directed by John Blue. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, you you mentioned Pearl a few minutes ago. I have not seen Pearl or X, but X has Kid Cudi in it, I believe, which also he also plays yes. a role in this. And the only thing yes. I've seen Kid Cudi in was Westworld season four. Um, he did pretty good. It I mean, I, 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 it was pretty good. He is him. a he's a very talented person. I I love his music. He's one of my mm-hmm. favorite artists. Uh, he did an animated movie for for Netflix. He did a whole album to it. And it's really, really good. It features the song Burrow that he made for Joe Burrow. It sounds like he made it for Joe Burrow. He's an Ohio kid. So um, I say kid. He's an Ohio guy. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I am a, a big fan of him. And I think anything he does, I'll, I'll, I'll at least check it out. The only thing I've ever seen him in acting wise, I'm pretty sure, was uh, I saw him in uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. The not excellent adventure, but uh, Bill and Ted, the third movie that they did right, that right, just came right. out during yep. COVID. Oh yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited for the Christmas season yeah. and watch add another Christmas movie to the list. I need to catch. I need to watch Violent Night too. Um, but it's good. Other holiday movie. We got our, we got another trailer for Thanksgiving, the slasher movie. Um, this is supposed to come out November seventeenth. Um, you know, I don't. I, I'm interested. <laughs> I don't have a lot of high hopes for it. This, this, you know, this isn't right up my wheelhouse or anything. Um, but, uh, there's definitely some creepy stuff in this trailer. The, the preparing this woman to be cooked or whatever is eerie. And the oven looks intense and painful. Um, I like, I, I read the synopsis. that says after a black Friday riot ends in a tragedy, a mysterious Thanksgiving inspired killer terrorizes Plymouth, Massachusetts, the birthplace of the infamous holiday. That's funny. I that a black Friday nightmare got, got it kicked off. Uh, we do get a look at Patrick Dempsey in this trailer though. He, he yeah. I think at first he was just, I don't know if he was in the first trailer on IMDb. He was rumored to be in the movie. We see him now. Yeah. I, I mean, I like, I like Patrick Dempsey. Um, mm-hmm. McDreamy. Um, but no, I, uh, I'm looking forward to this. I mean, I've been looking forward to it ever since I saw the, the fake trailer in Grindhouse. Uh, <laughs> Eli Roth is a bit of a hit and miss director for me, but if he can make this like a fun horror movie, similar to, 
a movie that we we might be doing next week uh then uh for for a deep dive um i'll be on board for it i i think it, i think it could be good i think it could be good but it could also be be bad given track record of, of eli roth with him having more of a hit in this uh track record for me yeah my expectations are low so i i i imagine i imagine it, they'll come out i mean i'll probably i'll either it'll be what i think it is or it'll be better so i think i'll come out of it pleased or satisfied i don't think i'll be disappointed by it what i expected to be uh, we got the beekeeper starring jason statham and jeremy irons i love jeremy irons anytime he's on screen anytime i hear his voice it gets it just gives me the chills i like listening thinking about scar thinking about uh God, what's his name in watchmen i forgot that guy's name the the he was like banished on the other planet i forgot his name i'll look it up in a bit yeah. but um uh this is expected in january 2024 um david Ayer to direct it um and i you know david Ayer. I don't dislike the first Suicide Squad as much as the world does. I think I, I, I mean, I like the the Suicide Squad, James Gunn's much more, but I didn't hate the first Oz, one. Ozymandias, uh, Ozymandias. Yeah, that's right, Ozymandias. Um, great character there too. Um, <clears throat> but I love like End of Watch. I love Fury, and I, I even like Street Kings. I, I kind of like that. I thought that was a good movie. Um. But this looks like a action-packed Jason Statham movie. I mean, those are fun. You know, I remember you're like, do you remember Crash? Oh yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That was a oh, fun you mean, movie. You, you mean Crank? Crank, Crank, Crank. Crash is a yeah. Awesome crank. <laughs> there's there's two different crashes. You have like the really weird one that came out in the late '90s. Uh, that's about people getting off to car crashes, and then you have Crash, which won in the Best Picture for the year 2005. Um, yeah, Crank's very different. Yeah. Crank, from those Crank, two Crank. Crank is a fun, r- ridiculous movie that was fun to watch. Yeah, um, the first I don't know one is yes. the same movie, but it, uh, it, from what I can tell from the trailer, I don't know if this is the whole movie, but um, I absolutely love the idea of watching telephone scammers getting the shit beat out of them. Like, like them, they scammed someone and out of some money, and it looks like she, she, um, ended up hurting herself afterwards and he and he was like uh, and he just took out a whole floor full of scammers love that yeah um, I watch that yeah all i i'm I, i'm i like jason statham i mean he's he's a a very good uh action star i, I love him and just about any movie even the bad ones he, he's pretty good in um the movie itself i'm a fan of david Ayer. i think david Ayer kind of took a beating for what he did with suicide squad or you know what he didn't do with suicide squad um kind of had the movie taken away from him and edited by a trailer company uh, <laughs> but yeah. i think this could be a, a good rebound for him i know he's come out with stuff since but this could be a, a a pretty good rebound i mean he's shown he's a very capable director i mean look at fury uh, that is a great movie um and end of watch another great movie that he's done yeah so. i do like end of watch a lot that is good yeah yeah, yeah i mean it, it could be a fun ride i mean it looks like good action i mean jason statham usually delivers for these types of movies so yeah i'll uh, I, i'll enjoy watching um him on screen for well he's shaw right i was gonna say hobbs he's he's shaw. yeah he's shaw okay. yeah um New movie Night Swim by director bryce mcguire it looks like it's based on a short by him by mcguire from 2014 of the same name um 
I don't know what to think about this trailer. There, I, I didn't get a lot from me, it. It reminded me a lot of. Have you ever seen the movie Lights Out? I don't know. It doesn't ring a bell. Uh, so uh, David uh, Sandberg, I believe that's his name. Let me look this up. But David Sandberg, he's the director of Shazam. Um. Oh, okay. Never mind. Sorry, did, I gotta say something in a second. Not, <laughs> Do what? Sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt you on that. Uh, are you familiar with this? David F. Sandberg. Okay. Yeah. David F. Sandberg. You... And I'm, I'm familiar with the Shazam Kazam shack. I, I saw a post on Facebook joking about this. And I, it is such a weird phenomenon that I have fallen victim to completely. <laughs> I <laughs> I saw the two posters, Kazam and Shazam, and they were the same poster, just one was Sinbad and one was Shaq up top. And um but the mm-hmm. posters were the same and I was like, I know these movies are similar and, and could get confused, but the posters aren't the same poster. And I like no. so I Googled it to like find it and I couldn't find the movie. I was like Where's the Shazam movie? I started looking that I went on IMDb to look under Sinbad's filmography. Couldn't find it. And it was like, so I like YouTube Sinbad Shazam, whatever, I did a couple keywords. And, uh, and it came back. It was like, there's this phenomenon that kids in the nineties just made up this movie out of nowhere, uh, that they all think Sinbad played in this movie called Shazam and, uh, Shaq played in Kazam. And they think Sinbad played in Shazam and he's a genie. And he was like, he's never even been in a movie as a genie. They like show like all these, and like people, then the rumor started that Shaz- that Sinbad uh, um, paid, like used his influence and money and resources to to have it just stripped on the internet. Which uh, I mean, the Kardashians can't even do that. I, I don't. It just <laughs> the the it's such a weird phenomenon that it happened. This man fell down that effect. rabbit hole. Yeah, but it what's craziest is how it unfolded for me and how I was like. I mean, they're talking about these '90s kids. This guy just making up this movie. This guy somehow, yeah. somehow, the whole world just made it up, and we all agreed it was real. <laughs> and they're like, "It's it's one of the most mind blowing experiences I've been through." It was when I got home from the creator. I was I was like doing just doing a little research on the creator, and somehow like it took me on a completely different track deep, for a while. You, you just did a complete different deep dive. Yeah, it, it it blew my mind, and I I I am like, no, I remember the movie, and then you see like, I think they're, I don't know what it is, like an SNL skit or something. Sinbad's such an eclectic dresser too that like a lot of his clothes, regardless, look like he's a genie. But um, there's a couple. There might have been an SNL clip that he played a genie. I don't know. There's something that it like incepted into our minds. I, I didn't mean to go off the rails there. That just you said Shazam, and I was like, dude, this is. <laughs> next level. you have to get it off your chest hey yeah. sometimes you just have to get things off your chest man <laughs> but the director of the actuals is shazam uh <laughs> david f sandberg not david s sandberg um david f sandberg uh he directed lights out um and he originally directed a short that made its way onto youtube and they made a feature-length film out of it um and then he directed uh, because Lights Out was such a a big hit and it was very well regarded. And he then got 
on to do Annabelle creation. I think this might be a similar situation. Uh, James one is the guy who produced lights out. Um, James one is the guy producing this movie. Uh, I get a lights out vibe from it. And I think it could work incredibly well. Um, cause lights out was a, it was a very good horror film. Uh, and this looks creepy. I mean, who hasn't jumped into a pool at nighttime and kind of been freaked out about what's underneath? Even though it's a pool, you know there's nothing underneath there, but what if? You know, it, it, I think that that is something that we've all kind of dealt with, you know, if you've ever been in yeah. a pool at nighttime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was definitely an interesting trailer. You know, and Blumhouse, um, Blumhouse is an interesting production company. I mean, they have, they have so much crap i think but then they just hit sometimes and they make these sometimes great... they have good stuff yeah and it's it's just they have a they have a kind of a law one percent type model where they're just gonna throw a lot at the wall and something's gonna stick and it's gonna be great and we're gonna remember them for that um, but the one thing carrie condon's in this movie and i the only thing i know of her work is 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 banshees of Anna sharon i thought she was so good in that movie i think that movie was just chock full of of oscar worthy performances and to me she like stood out above them all she in the oscars last year she she was in i mean the not the supporting actress nominees last year were next level they were i mean angela they bassett Jamie Lee curtis and 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 carrie condon and and then um i forgot her name but the woman from the whale great great performances and i'm not saying one should have won or the other but carrie condon i felt like did not get enough of a like, I don't think she was expected to win enough. You know what I mean? Like, she was... She was she, terrific I just, in I, that movie. I she really favorite, thought she was... Good. My favorite performance of the movie. Me too. And I, I love the movie, and I love all the performances in the movie too. And she somehow yeah. stood above them all. Uh, I just... So, I don't know. I want to see her work more, so I'll be seeing it for that regard. Alone. And also, Wyatt Russell's in this. And I, he's another actor I, I really like and I really appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, last up last trailer we'll get to uh horizon and american saga this looks interesting we don't have a lot yeah it looks like it covers a 15 year span pre and post civil war um Mm -hmm. it's directed written starring kevin costner um this is like a big passion project for him and it's a two-part a two-part event movie i love that I love that it's being marketed as a two-part theatrical event. Like it looks like part one's June 28th, part two's August 16th. That that is right up my eye. I love something like that. That makes me so excited. Um, and just the the nature of the con the the premise of the show looks like right up Kevin Costner's wheelhouse. You know, I I know Kevin Costner directing is um an interesting conversation, but the, 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 I mean, I, I mean, I like dances with wolves a lot. I mean, I mean he's, he's an Oscar like winning director. I know. Um, yeah. I just think, I think dances with wolves is great. Do you like dances with wolves? Yeah. I think some people I think do. it's pretty boring. Um, I do. I think this, I think it's and this movie. isn't the same story, but it reminds me of a similar, like, I imagine he'll bring a similar passion to this as he did that. Um, well, this is the movie that kind of started his rift with the Yellowstone crew from what I gather. I mean, I don't, I don't know enough about it cause I don't watch Yellowstone. So I don't really pay yeah. attention to a lot of the news about it, but from what I've read, it seems like that was the, the conflict. He was busy with this. And then he was also being pulled toward Yellowstone. 
Um, yeah, Yellowstone's so weird. I mean, I, I watch Yellowstone, and Kevin Costner's good in it. And Yellowstone's a good show. I like Yellowstone, but it um, uh, I season five came out a year ago, the first half of it, and it ended in like they took their mid season break in January. It's still not returned. It was announced a couple months ago that the final episodes of the season five were going to be the end of the season, end yeah. of the show, end of the series, and yeah. uh, and then it was just announced recently. I mean, we know there was like a battle between Costner and the creative team and uh, or the leadership, but it feels like it was just kind of announced. He's not coming back, so it's like, is it not even filmed yet? I mean, the first, the season's been on a break for a year. Um, I, I don't know. It, it I regardless, he's good. I mean, and that's a open prairie, live off the land, cowboy type movie. So this, I mean, it looks, he looks great. Cool stash. Um, but there's not much in I'm the trailer. All there, is in the tra- all there is in the trailer is just him cocking the gun and shooting and then announcing it's a two-part event. And I think it looks cool. It was a random time to drop it, I think. But like it, it looks cool. Um, I like the whole two-part event feel. So it's probably going to be super long. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pumped for it. Maybe maybe it'll be good. I, I wonder if it's really good. Will it be will part one and part two be considered two different movies or will they be considered the same movie? I don't know. Um, I, I love stuff like that. And first of all, calling an event, yeah. it's a marketing ploy right up my alley. I love it. Yeah. I, uh, oh, they, they haven't. I'm trying to see on the crew if they've announced uh, like a cinematographer for it yet. Um, yeah, I wonder who it is. I mean, it's probably someone very accomplished because it, it looks in the one shot we got, it looks very, very good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like it's J. Michael Murrow. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> he did, uh, he did Crash, <laughs> he did Crash Chronicles of Reddick. Um, I don't know if he was a cinematographer for those, but he was, he worked on him. Uh, Crash, he was a cinematographer for, um, Seal Team, Billionaire Boys Club, Longmire, Book of Love, The Brink, Southland Parker. Did some shameless Rush Hour Three. Dreader Okay. Um, that's interesting. Oh well, I don't know. I mean, it looked good in the trailer. Hopefully, it'll 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 shine through. I mean, the cinematography on 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 uh, Wolves is is phenomenal. This is the Wolves. So. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how it how it turns out, man. Yeah, I'm excited. So uh, well, what uh, so what have you been watching this weekend? get into some of that so i've i've watched like just this week i've watched four total things um okay. i'll start off with on a good note i watched elemental for the for the first time finally uh got around to to watching it i kind of split up watching it i watched like the first like third of it with zoe um and she was kind of into it and after you know, the first 30 minutes, she kind of gets distracted. She wants to move around, play around. She doesn't want to sit and really watch TV. We don't really watch a whole lot of TV um, with her around. So uh, we try not to. So makes sense. But the rest of it, I ended up just watching on my phone. Um, and mm-hmm. I loved it, man. I, I thought it was so, so good. It's such a shame that it had, it premiered at that, uh, film festival the exact same one that indiana jones premiered at and it did it got like burned badly mm-hmm. like it but it had like a really bad critical score but then when it came out like to 
you know more critics and it got screened to more critics it rotten tomato score jumped up i think it's i'm gonna look this up right now it, it's it's um it's sitting somewhere and elemental let's see yeah, 74%. It was really low. It was like in the 30s and it jumped up to 74%. I would put it even higher. I I had so much fun with this movie. I it's it's a beautiful story. It's an it's a it's an immigrant story. On top of being a father-daughter story, on top of being a hopelessly romantic movie in an age where we don't get a lot of those. A lot of movies feel the need to be cynical about love and this movie wears its heart on its sleeve it's it's very heartwarming and and you know it really pulled at my string someone who is a a, a hopeless romantic i i i loved that aspect of story i loved all three of those aspects of the story um the animation is beautiful the voice work is great it's got funny moments it's got tearjerker moments this is pixar at its at its at its best I really, really enjoyed this movie. It's a, it's a shame that it eventually like started to earn more money and it kind of became mm-hmm. a movie that eventually started to make its money back. I don't know if it ev- broke even finally, but it, it's one of those movies that word of mouth really held it out. And I can see why it's a, it's a terrific movie. My, maybe my favorite animated movie of the year, um, even above turtles and, into the spider or across the spider verse which again great year for animation those three yeah. movies are terrific cool i'd like to see it i have not seen it yet i uh, i'm a big pixar guy i mean i um and I'll, I'll go see them on my own and 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 catch them when i can from time to time i don't have children so i it's there's less of a, like an opportunity to watch them all the time you know i mean i can see it when i want to but it just doesn't get prioritized for me as much um, but that, that's good to hear. I, I mean, normally they always hit for me. I mean, I, 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 there's very, very few Pixar properties that I don't think are excellent. Um, so I love the emotion it makes me feel, I love the laugh. I love the animation. It always gets better and better. Um, it's an exciting thing. Yeah, man. Uh, the, the next thing I watched was totally killer, which I, I finished up yesterday. And that is a, a, a slasher film that is, it's a time travel slasher flick that is on Amazon prime right now. And honestly, I had so much fun with it once again. Um, it's right up my alley. It's a, it's similar. Like if, if you like um, happy death day, or if you like um, a freaky, that movie that came out a few years ago, with Vince Vaughn. Yeah. If you like those movies, this is similar. It's, it's, it's a comedy and they do stuff within this comedy that it, it's really funny. Like they send a girl from present day back to the eighties and she has to deal with, you know, like the difference in culture back then and how, <laughs> like if that could get really tired really quick, but how they do it, it it's really funny. And uh, the kills are violent and graphic it handles tone very very well um i really enjoyed this it's got um modern family in it julia bowen as the mom yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah i i, I had uh a, a lot of fun with it. yeah yeah that sounds good yeah um i haven't seen happy death day but i've heard great things about it too and that, that, that'd be on my list to watch i give it uh 
a must see. I didn't give um a a rating for uh for elemental. That would be a must see. But totally killer would would be. I said totally killer would be a must see. I would probably give totally killer a, a go see it. I can't. It doesn't emotionally affect me as much as something like an elemental. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't quite get it to that level. However, it is so much fun. I can see this easily being one of those movies that around this time of year I pop on and I'm, I'm rewatching it constantly. Um, it's a fun horror movie and I love fun horror movies and I love the mask too. The mask is a, a, a choice, but it worked for me. <laughs> cool. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, Walker, did you get a chance to go see the exorcist this weekend? I haven't yet. No, sorry. I haven't gotten there yet. So here's the thing. Did you see it? I, I, yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to wait until you've seen it to have a discussion on it. Um, yeah. I don't want to really color how you feel about it. Um, I won't say much. I'll just say that never have I ever been more disappointed in, in, in a movie than I have with this one. I have some thoughts. They're not good. <laughs> I I can't imagine I'll differentiate much, but I'll go see it and we'll, we'll t- chat about it next next show. We'll. we'll... <laughs> I was reading reviews it. for it. I was reading reviews for it, and I'm like, it can't be this bad. And then I see it, and I'm like, oh okay, yeah, it is. It is that bad. And I I hate to say it because I think David Gordon Green is a talented filmmaker. Horror just isn't his thing. Uh, and I'll, I'll leave it at that until you've seen it, and then I'll. I'll unload. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I think I have I have some thoughts and stuff, but I'll, I'll save it for the discussion. We'll we'll get into it. Um, Fair enough. I saw. Um, I watched the premiere Loki this week. Um, you've not seen it, right? No, I haven't seen it. No, no. I, I watched like oh. the first like two minutes, and I was doing the. No, thing so like, <laughs> and it wasn't because i wasn't like into it i was into it but i just couldn't stay awake um so yeah i'll just touch on it i won't spoil anything for us we can maybe next time we'll catch up and we'll do a we'll catch up on what we think of the series so far we'll, we'll start covering it week to week at that point maybe like we did ahsoka um i what can i say about it just the first episode it's all it's out i give it a 10 out of 10 I thought it was really? fantastic. I loved okay. it. I, it was the best Marvel property I've seen since. I mean, maybe I'm forgetting some stuff, but I, since like Endgame, I thought it was hysterical. Better than Guardians Three and better than No Way Home. I I loved every second of it. Tom Hiddleston, wow. Owen Wilson, both brilliant, and them together, their chemistry is is. It was already great in season one. It is. I mean, it's only one episode. I don't know how sustainable it is, but this one episode, uh, their their chemistry together, hysterical. I mean, nonstop joke per minute. Um, the exposition, perfect. The, the season start picks up right where we left off at the end of season one. The literally the minute we left off, and I didn't do a rewatch, and I did I did a little bit of a you know before you watch like recap. But not not enough of one. So there was a a little moment of like unstable footing for about five minutes getting into it where you're like, oh, God, I, I mean, it's a pretty in-depth, high concept plot, you know, so you've got to like it's it, you got to like pay attention. You got to, you know, there's so much time and 
was kind of how what, season one was, which again, yeah, I, I'm just I, saying the show I in general. So one. if I didn't, but the fact that I didn't like do a deep dive, like rewatch on season one, it took me a minute to like get my footing to, to pay attention and understand what was happening. It, it, it happened quickly and, and the exposition, the way they tell the story, the way they catch you up to speed, the way they tell you what's happening, hysterical and perfect. Uh, are you familiar with the castings in this season? Oh yeah. And who else? So, you know, um, um, Kihoi Kwan, isn't it for the yeah. guy? The, um, great. Great. I love him in the clip. I love, I love that he's working. Him in. He's what? perfect. I love him in the yeah. clip. We see him in. he's perfect. Oh, I didn't see, I haven't seen the clip, but it, uh, he, he, his, um, I love that he's working more and more and he's so talented. Um, he bounces, he, he drives right into them perfectly. Uh, the, the episode was beautiful, made a lot of sense, made me so excited. I mean, this is the first time in a while or ever, probably I mean, since season one, Loki, I didn't really like season one. I hope this, I hope this quality holds cause it was fantastic i'd love to get in i don't want to ruin any of the jokes so i'll wait on some of them to to have more of a a deeper discussion with you once you've seen them but i i i mean if you want to know what i'm looking for from marvel this is it i loved it so i'm probably after we get done with recording this i i have to do i have to watch loki and then i also have to watch uh i've seen the first episode of gen v um I will watch the rest of that later. I know that you're not really, you haven't watched the boys or Gen V. So we've never seen it. No, I did try one on episode. W- yeah. But maybe I, I, maybe I tried watching the boys, but I only watched one episode and I watched it with my wife. She didn't like it. That sometimes pulls me out of it. If I'm watching it with someone who doesn't dig it. And it makes me feel like I, especially if it was my recommendation and I'm like, God, they're hating it. And it kind of takes me out of it, but mm-hmm. I never revisited it. But, um, the concept I think is cool. And, uh, and every I think people I respect really like, like it. it. Yeah, so I, I, I think, I'd give it another go. Yeah, I think if if maybe if uh, maybe if you you decide to do a, a a binge of that series, and maybe once Boys season four comes out, we can we can discuss it on the show. But yeah. so far, for those people who watch uh, Gen V, I like the first episode quite a lot. Um, I'm looking forward to watching the rest of that. But I'm also I'm I'm really excited to to watch Loki. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would love to hear what you think about it. I, uh, I hope you like it like I liked it. It, it uh, I just think it, the, 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 just the banter there was perfect. Um, I'm just thinking of jokes in my head right now that I just kept laughing at. Um, but speaking of good stuff, at least what I think, we, uh, we got the Ahsoka season finale this week. Yeah, we've wrapped it up, man. I, you know. I guess what you think on the the episode specifically, and then we can get into what you thought about the series as a whole. I really like the finale. Uh, There's some, some stuff like I I wish emotionally we could have gotten a little bit more clarity on what were Ezra's thoughts about the fact that Sabine pretty much sacrificed the return of Thrawn to go save him. Um, We didn't really get into that. I wish we would have seen, I mean, uh, uh, why am I dropping the uh, Hugh Kang or Hugh Yang, Hugh Yang? Um, I don't know why I kept wanting to say. Oh, Hugh Kang. yeah, the droid. Yeah, Hugh yeah, Yang, given that explanation of what happened between uh, Sabine and, and Ahsoka, I liked that, but I I think I would have preferred to see it between the characters. I get why it was dropped though, because 
Ahsoka is no longer holding on to these things. She's trying to live in the present and be present. And she's trying to move forward. So that's why she didn't have more of a reaction to that. But that's kind of where my complaints begin and end for the finale. I loved how everything wrapped up. Um, I loved seeing Ezra make his new lightsaber. It, yeah. it is it is like Kanan's it reminded me of me making mine at Disney too. Yeah, like I love yeah, like, I the emitter, the emitter, and him like going back and forth with uh, uh, Hu Yang yeah. about no, oh, that's too skinny, which is kind of like a, a reference to Rebels and how all oh, the lightsabers <laughs> look too skinny. You know, it's like I, I really cool. enjoy that. I I loved seeing those three Jedi back to back to back. It was great. It was great. It reminded me of like peak level Clone Wars stuff, but live action. I I, I loved it. Um, bold choice leaving Ahsoka and Sabine behind and Ezra getting on the ship and flying off. Now, it's a little convenient that we don't see him fly off of uh, Thrawn's ship. Um, oh, and he somehow gets out of it. Shuttle. How, yeah. Yeah. However... I mean, we've seen Ezra do stuff like that all the time throughout Rebels, so I kind of bought it. You know, I was like, okay, we don't have to see it. We understand that, you know, he faked his voice over the, the con, which is something he's done from Rebels. Um, right. And, and 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 snuck off, so I kind of I bought that. Uh, seeing the the father, the son, and the daughter the statues and seeing Balin on them and looking out toward what looked like that, um, that, that, that bright light in, in the sky, it looked like the, uh, the palace where they were at, at the end of the world between worlds arc when they leave. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking they're going to, they're going to get in it into the, the father, the son and the daughter. And I think that that is bold. And I think that that's how you're going to move Star Wars forward. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I I think this series as a whole, whole, this episode was like I'd probably give it like a eight point five out of ten. Really enjoyed the episode, or you know a a, a four uh, out of ten, or a four not a four out of ten, a four out of five. Right, right, right. Three three point eight out of five. Um, series as a whole. Loved it. It's my favorite Star Wars series. Um, single season of Star Wars t- uh, television, live action so far. Wow, good. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, I loved it too. You know, and, and, you know, we're starting to learn each other's taste a little more and more. And, and it, you know, I'm not a big fantasy guy. We've talked about this. Like, I, I, I like the best fantasy. I mean, I, I love Game of Thrones, but Game of Thrones, I thought, had a, a good mix of like, fantasy was a side portion you know what i mean and star wars kind of felt it's felt like that for most of star wars that the fan it, you feel very grounded on a human level and then the fantasy aspect is kind of i don't know you look at these aliens and you just feel like you're you're talking to people like droids and it just feels very human when you're watching it and then they're good with the force um now the, the animated series have a lot more fantasy stuff i mean between night sister stuff and 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 you know the father the son and the daughter and you know, all the world between worlds, a lot of like they dive into that lore a lot more on the animated stuff. It's a lot easier to do in the animated stuff, you know, yeah. first of all, for your intended audience, for your, for your 
um, resources in terms of sh- showing it makes a lot more sense. But I think they're doing a great job of for even for someone like me or someone who's not, you know, I've seen the animated series and I'm, I'm like, I'm like prepared for it. And I know what's like, or I kind of know like the direction they're, they're sort of taking things or at least have like rumors and theories. Um, but I think they're like, just, they're doing it just enough to like, not scare people off, you know, not make people be like, this thing's weird as hell. You know like, I mean? It's weird, but it's not like too weird. You can still, you're still star Wars. We're still watching star Wars. Yeah. We're still, it's just new. It's growing. It's interesting. You know, it's just a little different. We're stretching the box a little bit, especially for live action, uh, which I can appreciate. Um, I love the, um, Kane and Jared, Karen, Kane and Jarrus references. I, uh, thought that was fun. Tell the story about Caleb slash Kanan. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like seeing him build the lightsaber. Uh, it reminded me a lot of me building mine at Disney World, like on the little stand and getting the emitter and things like that. Um, there was some good, uh, good action. Sabine like just f- flew through two Tie fighters, just right through them. Is that what happened? Just I cut them in half. Just yeah, flew right into them. Um, yeah, that was cool. It kind of reminded me of the earlier in the season when the big ring like flies like through all those people. That was a cool scene too, and it kind of reminded me of it. Yeah. Um, obviously, we got to touch on the zombie night trooper. So, I mean, it feels like the whole season we were thinking maybe they already were zombies or like, you know, they were kind of pieced together. And I don't know exactly what's going on, but they resurrected. It was perfect for October mm-hmm. season finale. Um, again, very weird and very uh, high fantasy and stuff, but it's I'm on board. It, I'm, I, I'll yeah, dig you, it. You saw them do it in Clone Wars. It, it, it works. I love it. I love it. Love that they did it. <laughs> And they did the green smoke even. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, you know, the green, you know, the Night Sister stuff at the beginning, again, you know, a lot of that going on. And and I saw a lot of that in Clone Wars or, or, or through the animated series. And um, the video game, Jedi Fallen Order, has a lot of Night Sister stuff. And you t- mm-hmm. spend a lot of time on Death Mirror. And uh, the green, like, touch her head stuff that happened looks just like the game i mean it was you usually would be like oh the game looks just like the live action but everything just looks just like the game which is pretty cool and she i mean getting to see um oh my god why am i i'm so terrible with names why why am i all of a sudden forgetting i'm gonna get my star wars fan card revoked from me for what we talking about who we talking about uh the woman who gets Morgan Elsbeth is a night sister. Yeah, uh, Morgan Elsbeth. Thank you. Um, when it, she goes out like a champ in this episode, yeah. I loved Great the, the the sword she gets of uh, Mother Talzin. That was yeah, that yeah, was yeah. awesome. And the sound it the makes. fight choreography was awesome. Yeah, um, I like that she broke uh, uh, Ahsoka's lightsaber. Was kind of cool. And, yeah, uh, and she has also just the one. Yeah. Big time hero moment from Sabine. I dig it. It gave me chills when it was like, not yes. alone. love that little moment. And it was nice that, you know, it, you know, it took Sabine. I, I, maybe I'm being a little shallow here, but it took Sabine from kind of feeling. Now I knew she was passionate about finding Ezra. I knew that's important. It's hard to put yourself in those types of shoes. You know, it's been so long since I've had, a best friend of mine get taken to another galaxy for 10 years. But I, uh, I think she could come. Obviously it was 
she was making a poor choice by doing it like in the show you know what i mean and it can kind of come off to the viewers who are super intelligent and don't uh you know i know better than that i would never share a star map with a kind of jedi kind of sith guy uh but, but what she you, ends up doing she, it's kind of fate that they're there like and i think that's the I know, kind of yeah, yeah. that ahsoka comes to is like it's fate that we're here she had no intention of siding with these people but she has attachment to Ezra. And speaking of which, I know I said beginning, it felt like they put Ezra or Ezra put Sabine in the friend zone. Cause they always kind of had a thing in the animated show, but when they're fighting in the hallway and he just goes out of the blue, I missed you. Like, I still think they're teasing that there's still going to be a thing. Yeah. Well, my point was, um, when she does it and you realize she's like risking the galaxy for Ezra and stuff, it can just kind of feel like she's just being almost selfish or bratty or I don't know, just ignorant or something. But I like that she came back for Ahsoka too, because now it's just her character. This is her. It's she's circle. coming back. Yeah. Her, her she's, there's no point in saving the galaxy if she can't save her friends, which is a good, I just like the way it was handled. It was, uh, I bit my tongue a little bit hurt. Um, it, uh, <laughs> I just thought the way that that came around first full circle exactly was, uh, well, what do you, speaking of Sabine, what do you, what do you think of her using the force? Uh, yeah, I'm into it. I'm, I've, I've, I'm bought into the, the people. Um, I like the move. I like the, the, I was going to call very, it the Hoth move with Vader, with, uh, Luke. And then I love the Kylo kill. Yeah. That's it's it's very, cool. uh, last Jedi, uh, yeah. Kylo Ren. Red room. Yeah, red room. Yeah, that's that's always um, sick. I think so. A lot of people, I've seen these comments before, where it's like, did she just try harder? That's how she did it. No, it's like you know, like what Qui Gon Jinn says in Episode One. You know, don't think, use your instincts. And she acted instinctively. And when she let go and stopped trying, do or do not, there is no try. She did. Yeah. And that's why that worked for me. I like, I think the moment it, it really worked, it really worked. And then you get her helping Ezra pushing him, which is something we saw in rebels all the time. Uh, I, I really, really dug seeing her use the force. And, you know, at first I was like, how are they going to do that? Cause like they kind of hint in rebels that she might be force sensitive. I know that she trained with a dark saber, but now they're really leaning into it. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm on board with it. I'm, I'm yeah, and we've had a lot of stuff with like Finn and 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 the sequel trilogy touched on it a little. We just had a lot of stuff where like you feel like it, you, it's a little easier to buy into like the forces in all of us and like more than yeah. just Jedi can can hone in on it, which is which is cool. I like the um the ground attack. First of all, the Hellfire raining down was yeah. was, was, was awesome. Fire. It looked, yeah, it looked awesome. And then yeah, it felt like a video game. It felt like we were going through levels of different mini bosses and bosses to get there. We got to fight through uh, an overload of stormtroopers and or night troopers and then zombie troopers. And then we close the doors and we get up to these other animated tougher bosses that were harder to beat. And then you could see like the zombie jaw under their helmets, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, loved all that. I mean, that, that felt like a great um just progression, a way to way to uh, show it to us. Um, I like uh, Thrawn in this episode. Um, I love his dialogue. I love when he's like an acceptable outcome. <laughs> I think those are always such like nice little drops he does, and I 
really love the comms communication between Ahsoka and Thrawn at the end when he's like, victory was mine this time. Yeah. Well, they lose. Like the heroes ultimately lose. They they don't win. And I think that that's necessary. And I think we're going to see until the movie, the heroes are probably going to continue to lose. And yeah, you know, I hope so. I, I kind of want them to. I mean, Empire is my yeah. favorite movie. Maybe my maybe my favorite movie of all time. But I, yeah. you know, if I have to nitpick something, and I and it's it's probably a bad take. I love the season, and I liked the episode a lot. I mean, it, it wasn't my favorite of the series, but it was a great episode. I mean, that's a high bar to clear. I, I really like the whole series. Cannot wait for season two, and loved the landing. They, they, I thought they stuck it here. Um, if I had to be like nitpicky a little bit for what I know right now. Um, I kind of wish they lost worse, if that makes sense. I kind of wish I've seen that complaint. I kind of wish Thrawn was had like was more victorious and the the loss was more devastating. And I don't necessarily mean someone had to die or something like that. I just introducing Thrawn into live action. I wanted him and he I think he did. I think he's getting the respect he deserves, but I wanted it to make a splash kind of of like, hey, this we're not toying around. We're going to have a couple seasons of TV and a couple movies that are going to talk about how this dude is. And we're entered like, you know how walking dead Negan comes in and like bashes the guy with the bat. And it's like, not necessarily that, but you know, I just kind of wish That's it was a little extreme. more. Intense. I know that turned off a lot of people to the walking dead. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's it just like, I just, I'm a sucker for like, especially, I mean, just empire. I mean, I want a happy ending ultimately, but I, I, I guess I I don't know I I like mixing things up and not having happy ending. Now I I do like that they kept hope because you you never even in Empire you never finish the movie not being hopeful for the good guys. Yeah. Even though even though they're they lost and it may be terrible, but you you still have hope going forward and you don't feel like all is lost, which is what Star Wars is all about. And I think yeah, they nailed that sense of it. Yeah, I I think ultimately for the season overall, I'd give it a must see. Like I I love that, especially yeah. if you're a Star Wars fan. Um, like I said, this is my single favorite uh, season of uh, of Star Wars live action, uh, supplanting uh, Mandalorian season two. Um, this this was a, a a great show. I thought I thought it it started out good, but then it just it heated up once you got to episode four, five, six. It just scorcher you know and then it, even it three got, yeah even three i loved seven i loved eight like every good. single episode was was really phenomenal um it was new this, it was different yeah and this is my kind of star wars and the way that it ends too with like balin looking out toward you know what we think is the the father the 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 son and the daughter on that st- on those statues a lot there's been a lot of rumors about Abeloth being like the the main villain which is kind of like the mother who was mortal who took this bath and became corrupted and kind of caused unbalance in the force and maybe that's who's calling to him or something like that there's been rumors and and, and or not rumors but there's been theories rather about that i would totally go on board for that um that's weird star wars this is my kind of star wars where it mixes because Star Wars is is not, it, it's it's a an amalgamation, and a melting pot of all these different genres. It's a genre unto itself, 
and I think it can easily be messed with and you could make it too much of one thing and it not feel like Star Wars. And this is the kind of show that gets me excited about Star Wars. And I absolutely, uh, absolutely loved it. I agree. I, I, I had a couple more things just jotted down that I wanted to mention just because I loved them in the episode. I love the um, the um, I love using a stormtrooper as a disguise. You know, going back to, to <laughs> the New Hope, that's just a classic. And and I mean, it was a risky move from Ezra. You know, coming out into a rebel base. You know, <laughs> New Republic base with uh, wearing head to toes for stormtrooper for effect, but. It was nice. I love that Chopper knew who it was. It was like it was like a dog, which I love that. I love Chopper. Yeah. I always enjoy Chopper. Chopper. Chopper's actually made me cry in Rebels before. Chopper, and, the uh, war criminal. <laughs> um, so I loved him. Him coming to that Ezra and uh, Hera reuniting. That was a really nice moment. It was special. Um, speaking of the Star Trek, I love the the clamping mechanism. To I just love that's like tactical, like. That, that tactile feel of it makes it. sense yeah. um to it i think that's that's just sweet i uh i think it's worth mentioning you know i don't want to get too into like any kind of recastings or rumors or anything like that just out of respect i mean it, it, you know it's worth mentioning again that ray stevenson just knocked it out of the park with he, yeah. and Scroll. i mean he's he's one of the best Completely. star wars characters we've seen ever i mean he he just he and it's such a shame and, it, and I, I hate that like he didn't get to see the way the world loves it and the way it was received, because I've it's it's been almost unanimous that I've seen everyone loves this character and loves his portrayal of it. Um, I don't know what they'll do in the future. I, I I imagine we, I don't know if they rewrote some stuff because of unsure stuff, but it doesn't matter. I mean, the the his arc, his the mystery behind him throughout the entire season. You know, we'll get into some future stuff in another episode, another conversation. But for now, you know. Rest in peace to Ray Stevens, and he 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 knocked it out of the park. It's fantastic, one of the best parts of the show. Um, and and I am interested to see what's next, though, with all these characters. Um, I I this was very high on my list. I I love Mandalorian, and I love uh, Andor. I know Andor's kind of divisive, but I um, I'm hoping uh, we get some cool stuff. It looks like Death. They're on Dathmere, and they have a bunch of coffins. It looks like, and they just reanimated a bunch of stormtroopers. Yep. So they may be doing it for an entire army, I guess. Yeah, seems, Night, I, I'm excited Army. to see Catherine in live action. I I am too, because that is a cool looking planet. Yeah, uh, but that's about all I got. I think, yeah, uh, you got same else? here, man. I know. I'm 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 all tapped out. <laughs> well, that does it for this week's show. Thank you, Ben, for joining me, and thank you all again, as always, for for listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thank you for watching. If you're catching us on YouTube. Uh, let us know in the comments what you thought of the Ahsoka season finale and what you thought about the series as whole of a, as in a whole, um, as a whole, please, not in a whole. <laughs> um, <laughs> be sure to subscribe and like and come back each week for more movie talk. Uh, we're going to do some deep dives this month, and we'll keep doing our weekly show or on the off weeks uh, to discuss more things, more movie news, trailers. Um, let us know what you thought of today's show. And with that said. This has been Ben and Walker, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.